As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. I would like to welcome, a very warm welcome to all of our finalists, sponsors into the ring here. Welcome to the Royal Highland Centre in Edinburgh. This very special episode of the On Farm podcast was recorded back in November at Agriscott. This is a very special year for Agriscott. It's 25 years since the organisation started. As you can hear, it's really busy. There are over 200 exhibitors and visitors have come from all over Scotland and the world. I'm Anna Davis and On Farm this time is here to find out what draws in thousands of visitors to Agriscot every year. It is the whole industry concentrated under one roof in one day and it's an absolutely fantastic event on that. This is our shop window here, so that's why we come here to show. I'm from County Down, Northern Ireland. And how are you enjoying your day? Very good, it's always a good show. And it's free to get into. <laughs> well, every little helps. Yes. <laughs> I'm here today to meet lots of people. It's an interesting event and it's an amazing opportunity to meet lots of people in a short space of time in one dedicated area. If this is your first time listening to On Farm, make sure to subscribe so you get all of our episodes in your podcast feed. For now, though, let's go and explore. We're heading through the show site now. It's pretty busy. The avenues are getting pretty clogged. Uh, we're just on our way to the main ring. Um, fighting through a gap here. Hold on. Uh, through to the main ring, which is full of uh, bright green sawdust. The main ring is used for a number of different reasons here at the moment. Um, it's judging of dairy cattle. But as the day goes on, there'll be presentations for various prizes the the arable beef and sheep farmers of the year and the business skills award which is for um for young people and how they're developing their skills it's probably the the hive and the the um fulcrum around which everything else at agriscott spins hello i'm beth i'm jesse and we're both 19 I'm from the Highlands, like Inverness, north north of Inverness. And I'm from Caithness, up as far as north as you can get. Yeah, we both go to Aberdeen College in Crabston to study agriculture. We're in year two, so just came down for a little wander about really to see what's, what's more to offer in the agricultural society than just what we've been offered up in the north. So. We've not long arrived, but we've had a look around the, you know, the feed stalls and talking, like we're hopefully getting to talk about what we'd feed our own cattle and hopefully take something from that I think. See what opportunities are for us in the future as well after we leave college, you know, occupation and all that. If there was one lesson or learning that you could take home with you, what do you think it would be? There's a lot more on offer than we thought. Yeah. (laughs) Coming somewhere like this from somewhere so rural, like you wouldn't get half of this offer to us up north. So it's it's good to see how everybody else do things and I, I don't know half these businesses here. And so. All your feed companies, they're they're more than willing to speak about 
commercial cattle, that's what we have, so it's, it's, it's really interesting. So you're both from a farming background, yeah. Yeah. that's a career that you'd like to follow into the definitely, future. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, It's opened our eyes to a lot more than just our home base. Yeah, definitely. So you'll be back at some point in the future. I hope, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. We'll Congratulations to the Yates family. As I said, it was a close decision in the class. I don't know which, I'm afraid, but this was one of the dairy cattle classes. They've just announced the winner and now we've everybody's left and we've got the next class coming in so it's really lovely actually people take it really seriously quite rightly so because it's a key part of dairy farming and um, all of the gentlemen and ladies who are leading the animals are all dressed in their pure white clothes how they keep that clean I have no idea but um, you know it's a really lovely spectacle to watch um, so a key part of, Ag- of Agriscot really I'm Ken Rundle a freelance journalist and a uh, long time involved with the Scottish agricultural industry as far as I'm concerned, it's a great way to meet people. I've been here, what, an hour and a half, and I've already had about seven or eight conversations with different people I know, and I can see half a dozen more I would like to speak to. So it's a fantastic opportunity to meet up, to network, start new ideas, discuss concerns, all in a fairly uh, busy day, but a, a worthwhile one. Thanks, Ken. Bob Howe, beef and sheep farmer from Fife. Agri Scott comes at a good time of year. We're quite quiet. It's a great day out. You meet a lot of people, you see a lot of interesting things, and it's all under one roof. So, yeah, it's a good day out. Listen, it's free. We're farmers, you know, so... <laughs> that's, you're on a winner before you start. You know, no, it's grown into a huge event, and it's a great, it's a great advert for the industry. It really is. And, as I say, it's, it's, it's a time of year when we're a bit quieter, you know. So would you say that that means that just naturally is a time when you think more about planning and strategy because you're not having to just paint the fourth bridge as it were and get get the day job done yeah yeah, I would agree with that and for a lot of people it's it's their financial year end the farming year end as well your harvest is all done your calves and lambs are either sold or bought and in the shed and you you are kind of looking back thinking well what went well what didn't go well and a wee bit of looking forward uh, and clearly, the, all the stands obviously think there's money to be had because we want to keep coming back, you know. Absolutely. So, so there are spending decisions being made today, you know. Yeah, Peter Eccles, uh, the farm manager at Sockland Farm. Uh, we run 2,000 breeding ewes and 100 suckler cows, uh, finishing all progeny on our grass and forage system. You always feel as a farmer you've got to be working hard. Now, working hard doesn't necessarily mean your hands are in the soil all the time, you know, or on the sheep's backs or whatever it is you're doing. Um, for example, today we're, we're looking at some of the technology available and it's being able to work with the people that are delivering that technology and uh, use and put them in, in your team. You know, it's like trying to build your team of people that you can rely on and not try and do too much or re- put too much pressure on yourself to do everything um, or to understand everything because there's a lot going on. And as farmers, we're, we're potentially guilty of being, a, you know, a, a, what's it to say, a, a jack of all trades, a master of none. So you've really got to sort of um, step back from your business and look at it from a sort of outsider's point of view and spot any potential opportunities as well as weaknesses and work on those. How do you find AgriScot as an event itself? Honestly or positively? Honestly. Well, I think it, it's maybe too busy. It's like I find it really hard to get round because, one, you meet so many people you know. That's great. It's really nice to catch up. But I, I haven't seen any of the things I came to see. It's really difficult, and I'm going to have to be quite head down and just get on and and, yes, and, and yeah. 
Yeah, and then you get to that stand, and there's like three people waiting to speak to the person that you want to speak to. So it's not it's, it's good, but it does have its flaws. A victim of its own success. Is it getting bigger every year? I'm not sure if it's growing yeah, or not. Yeah, and there's there's a regular call for it to be over two days, which they're they're resisting at the moment. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's like the Highland Show. It's not you can't do it in a day. David Burnett. Ah, you, you come here and it's a busy day. It could do have been more than one day here, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's becoming a common theme. Yeah, I mean, it's a question that comes up a lot. Martin Dare, Rural Projects Organiser of AgriScot. I think that's the thing about AgriScot, with it being one day, it's really intense. It's all compact into a short space of time, which works well, I think, for farmers, because they don't necessarily have a lot of time to, to spend. So it's somewhere they can come and see an awful lot and pack an awful lot into into a short space of time. A couple of people have said, oh, AgriScot should be two days because I can't get around it in just one. What's your thinking on that? I know that you've got quite a strong view. The, the one day format is interesting because uh, I was speaking to the original chairman of AgriScot, uh, Alec Brown, who set up the event uh, back in 1994. I think they basically got the format just right. They got that one day free entry set up, which we've continued with. Um, we survey exhibitors every year and they come up 89, 90% wanting to keep it as one day. And it's partly a cost issue because if, if you're inviting um, exhibitors overnight that escalates costs but if you look at other events that stray into two days you're, you're kind of splitting the, the audience and I think we could have two busy days but at AgriScot we tend to have one exceptionally busy day and that's what helps to generate all the all the atmosphere at the event I think. The, the word innovation is I think sometimes overused but um, it's very obvious to all that AgriScot is about taking even more control over your business and using it as an opportunity to share knowledge, to absorb knowledge, to, to upskill personal development, meeting new people. Is that is that something that's really coming across as a theme for you this year and I suppose every year? It definitely is. And that kind of manifests itself in lots of different ways because you've got exhibitors bringing new kit to the event uh, every year. So you've got your seminars, you've got your business skills, you've got your uh, innovation awards as well. On every stand, every every exhibitor has their latest products, anything they're bringing new to the, to the market, really. So in terms of somewhere farmers can come on one day and get as much new technology, new information, I don't think there's anywhere better to come, really. It's all here and it's all being presented to, to farmers on 250 different trade stands here at one, one event. So we've got a bit of insider knowledge here. We're just on our way to speak to the winners of the Product Innovation Award, but they don't know yet that they're winners. We're just off to uh, record the announcement and see the look on their faces and hear their surprise when they uh, discover that they've won. They're a company called Zoatis with a product called Clarified Plus, uh, which is all about genomic testing and being able to predict a heifer's potential. So look forward to speaking to them and they can tell us a bit more about uh, why they're here and, and why they've won this amazing accolade. So we're just heading around the corner now and what we're trying to do is to be in the vicinity ahead of time so that when the judges come around the corner we're there ready to record the moment where they tell these this amazing business that they have been successful and beaten all of the other finalists to take the accolade. Hey, look this way folks, keep looking, smile, just tip that further forward a wee bit, that's it. Look this way folks. We missed it, they're early. No, you're fine, you're fine, no, no, it's just, it's just starting off. 
So well done, Gemma. I know, we did it. It was the sweeties that swung it, it apparently. The, it was the Rebels demo that, that <laughs> swung it, I think, yeah. I'm Gemma Allison and this is Colin Penny. We, we work for Sweatis. Hold it there. Two more. One, two, and three. Thanks very much. How do you feel? I, the look on your face tells me quite a lot. But uh, how does it actually feel to be hold, to be Product Innovation Award winners? Oh, over the moon. Absolutely delighted to be here holding it today. I think there's some like fantastic competitors that have, you know have been involved in this competition, and I think you know I think to win is just amazing. Oh, and I think for Gemma, I mean Gemma's worked very hard this year, visiting farms, trying to get this this product message out there. So this is great. I think uh, a bit of a reward at the end of the year for you as well. Yeah. There were 10 products within the Product Innovation Award and you have been crowned as the winner. What do you think it was that helped you to pick the others to the post that the judges found particularly appealing? I would hope it's because Clarify Plus is, is a truly unique innovation. I think it's the only genomic test that is able to offer these wellness traits. So Clarify Plus is a genomic test. Uh, it's a very small sort of tissue sample that you can take from the ear and within sort of six to eight weeks you'll get your data back um, with um, production information about that animal and that information will allow you to make much more informed decisions about what you do with that her that animal long term, whether she stays in the herd for um, to breed replacements or whether she is you know bred to beef or whether she actually leaves your herd and, and goes elsewhere. Farmers for years have taken advice they try to improve things like lameness mastitis instance and they made a good job of that but the next level up is is the breeding you know is how does genetics control the resistance to these diseases and i think farmers are now understanding that that is where they need to go next you know they've ticked all the other boxes so how what else can help their herd i think genetics is going to be one of the solutions for that yeah, so you're one of the ways in which farmers are being facilitated to take control of the future of their herd and that must be very much welcomed by them because they want areas in which they can actually make an impact themselves by engaging with businesses such as you to, to drive that forward. Yeah, and, and, and Zoetis, I say we, we don't want to be seen as a company that is just selling medicines you know, and antibiotics. We want to be selling solutions like the genomics and other things we're getting into like the monitoring technology for livestock. Well, many congratulations on your award. Um, I know you've got some sweets. I heard you talking about Revels. You've got some sweets, but I hope you've also got a bottle of champagne behind the stand somewhere and you can have a glass Maybe later. later. Maybe yeah. later, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. It's such a shame that we missed the, the moment of presentation. So we didn't see the look on their faces and, and hear their uh, gasps of delight when they won the prize. But we've just had an amazing opportunity to talk to them about their win and what that means for their business. The people who I see, who I know walking around, are probably what I would classify as the progressive end of the scale. So I sometimes wonder if there are some farmers out there who think, oh... AgriScot's really just for the high flyers in farming. It's it's not necessarily for me because I'm just a, a, one of the wee guys. What would you say to them to try and encourage them to come along as well? It's quite hard for me to judge not being a farmer my, myself, but exhibitors, again, going back to them, they genuinely want to engage with everyone, really. you know, I don't think they've necessarily got a restriction to one, one type of farmer. And, uh, you know, I think they would just, judge any inquiry on its on its on its merit. So I suppose we are definitely pushing ourselves to those progressive types of, of farmers. We're trying to attract business minded farmers. We do push that a lot. But we also recognise that 
there's a strong social aspect to it. You can go online, you can research products uh, in various different ways. But AgriScot offers the opportunity to have that social interaction with the people that know most about the products or know most about an organisation or services. So it's for, for me, if people go home having had that social interaction and learn face-to-face with the people that are here, the experts that are here, then I think I'll be satisfied with that. We're just heading into uh, the NFU Scotland seminar. You are also custodians of the landscape. You We're just at the back now listening to Fergus Ewing, Cabinet Secretary for the Rural Economy, speak to a huge audience as standing room only, as it is every year. He's doing his representation and then uh, he'll be grilled by some of the audience members. Farmers and crofters are the original friends of the earth. That's my view, and uh, it's not very complicated. We're on the move again. Uh, We're on our way to the Lowland Hall to go and uh, chat to a few more people along the innovation theme. Whilst we're there, we will also see some of the dairy cattle who are uh, resting in there in between classes. I've never seen LED disco lights on a baler before. We're probably only on a journey of about 100 yards, but the place is so full that it takes forever to get there, which is obviously a good sign, unless you're in a hurry. So we're just about to enter the cow dorm now, where they'll be being washed and clipped and cleaned and, in some cases, milked. That's clippers, that noise there is a pair of clippers who are just neatening up one of the animals before she goes into the ring. The preparation is weeks worth, more than weeks worth, years worth, but the the immediate preparation is days worth of work in advance of of the event. We just walked through a foot bath, which is essentially a large spongy type thing that you walk across, which has got disinfectant in it, and it's really important to walk in it with both feet so that we're minimising any kind of uh, spread of any kind of germs or bacteria from Obviously, people have come from hundreds of farms across Scotland, and we want to make sure that de- disease control is, is absolutely key. It's a hugely... In fact, I just nearly got knocked over by a cow. Um, it's a hugely busy uh, arena, and we're probably completely in the way here, but it's a fascinating place to be, and I've just seen two gents who we might just go and chat to. What, what's your name, sir? Uh, Alistair Laird. And where are you from? Peebleshire, which Peebleshire. is about 20 miles south of yeah. here. And now you, you are holding a red rosette and a red certificate. Can you tell me a bit more about what they are and why uh, you've got them this, in your hand? This is for a production award, which is judged the day before the show. So uh, it's quite an honour to be able to win Absolutely. that as well. Absolutely, yeah, but you the, won. But the cows that we do bring here are for looks, you know, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. nice to get a bonus for the production as well. Oh, good, excellent. Yeah. And, and how did you feel when you found out that you you'd uh, got the red rosette? Very good, very good. It's better than the blue one. <laughs> Uh, my name is Wallace Patton. I'm from well County Down, Northern Ireland, and we come to Agri Scott every year as part of a trip. We always go on a farm day before and go to Agri Scott, and then farm tomorrow, and then home tomorrow night. And how are you enjoying your day? Very good. It's always a good show. Is it best show in the UK? Oh wow! And it's free to get into. <laughs> well, every little helps. Yes. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a great social event because farmers don't see each other very often, especially like say your Irish friend who's just visit us and you know sometimes these guys come to our farms after they've been at the show and visit the farm and they'll maybe buy some stock off of us, uh, bulls or embryos or heifers which is great and this is our shop window here there's something here for everybody to see sheep and beef farmers as well which a lot of them do come to but a lot of them think it's just a dairy show 
but it's for, it really is for everybody. Hi, I'm Amy, I'm 21, I'm from West Yorkshire. And we've got our little joint little Bella who's just been in. She came second place in her class. Oh, good. Um, so she's done really well, bless her. And then we've got a second carver on the far end, Fergie. So, yeah, she's... She's in next, so we'll see how she gets on. You've travelled all the way from the West Midlands, is that right then? Because I'm looking at the sign here. Well, Huntington <laughs> these Airships. guys have. I've come from West Yorkshire. Well-travelled cows, yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you've been helping out then today. Uh, spraying them up, washing them, brushing them. So we coat them in a bit of a shining spray so they have a bit of a glow when they go in the ring. And have you been to Aberystwyth before? No, this is my no. first time. Oh, what do you think of it? I, I'd honestly come again, oh, but it is cold. <laughs> You're in Scotland. I know, it's freezing. <laughs> this is quite interesting as well because this is where they take pictures of the winning animals. Uh, so if you were to open a copy of the Scottish Farmer next week, you'd see a picture of the various animals looking incredibly well manicured and smart against a beautiful backdrop that's been hung up on the side of the shed, uh, which illustrates a, a lovely Scottish field scene. It really is like a photographic studio. They've got two, three huge light boxes and various uh, umbrellas, and uh, obviously it's critical to make sure that the animal stands neatly. And I think they're all, in front of this one. We've got five people all doing the job, so it's uh, it's no easy task. So we're now in the Lowland Hall, which is the sort of machinery headquarters. It's much quieter with just a kind of dull hum of people talking and more shiny tractors than you can shake a stick at. Uh, orange, red, green, blue at the end. Stuart Dixon, I'm from Bryson Tractors at Lanark and we are exhibiting here today. So, oh, okay, uh, and do you find Agus got a worthwhile event? Yeah, really worthwhile event. Well, I'm Athol, I'm the editor and publisher of Farming Scotland magazine. It's the best show in Scotland. I mean, for us as a small publisher, we get to meet our clients, new people who have not seen the magazine, as you can see, we hand them out. From 10 o'clock onwards to 5 o'clock, it's nothing but farmers and clients and subscribers and what have you. My name's Graham Miller, I'm from East Lothian, and I am here to speak to various suppliers about possible business in the future. Are you a regular AgriScot? Yes, I've been for the last four or five years. Maybe you could sum up, just in one sentence, the, the benefit that you think you derive from it. Uh, I can see all the people I want to see face-to-face -face in one place. It is a little bit quieter in here, but still really busy, so we're just making our way through to go and speak to somebody else about uh, the importance of new ideas in, in agriculture and at AgriScot. Hi, so I'm Robert Ramsey from Soil Essentials. So we're just coming into our 20th year and our, our motto right from the start was to make li farmers' lives more profitable and easier. And we do that by delivering simple solutions that make them farm better, whether it's trying to get their pHs right across their fields or controlling where they're driving in a more organised and straightforward way. It can go into deeply, deeply into technology, but at the end of the day, it has to deliver them more money with less work and more attention to detail with less work from themselves as well. I, I've been saying all morning that um, AgriScot is about uh, the areas within farming that people can control. Obviously, there's a seminar going on upstairs just now about probably Brexit and various other things. Um, but how do you think AgriScot as a whole enables farmers who come along to improve their businesses? The world of agri-tech agri is moving at a pace and there's 
money being pumped into it by Innovate UK and the European Space Agency. And so there's new technology out here all the time. But, you know, sometimes it's difficult to keep up. So now we've got an awful lot of stuff under one roof here in Scotland without us having to travel down to England and to get to see it by the people that are delivering it locally that can support them on a day-to-day basis. And you mentioned earlier on that Soil Essentials sponsor the Arable Farmer of the Year. What do you hope to see in a winner in in terms of the way that they've embraced technology and, and driven their business forward into the future? It's very exciting. We're just about to find out who the winner is. But what we're looking for is not technology for the sake of technology. It's for delivering both for their customer and the environment of their, of their farm, the soil and, every, and the total management of their farm for sustainability in the long term. And they've got to address both of these factors, the quality of what they're providing and the, the environment that they leave. Final question, if you don't mind. We, on our way here, we've been speaking to some students from uh, uh, SRUC in Aberdeen. If you were going to give an agricultural student one piece of advice, what would it be? Whatever they want to do, they should do, except one thing, which is farm like their dad did, but with slightly more land and a slightly bigger tractor. They've got to open their minds up to the opportunities that lie out there, because straightforwardly, what their parents and their grandparents did is probably not an option. And ultimately, that's what AgriScot tries to do, is to help enable people to think outside the box. You've got to think outside the box and you've got to look at, at, at systems change and de-risking what you're doing in the realms of climate change, etc. Brilliant. I'm slightly out of breath because I've been running you're down the lane. This. You'll ask questions then. I yes, know what I'm I'll going to say. Right, go on in. Don't worry. Let's go. I'm slightly out of breath because I've just run the whole length of the Highland Hall chasing down John Weir, who is the winner of the Arable Farmer of the Year Award. So congratulations, John. Thank you very much. How do you feel having won? Oh, just honoured and surprised that uh, we'll be considered for it. So it's been a great, uh, great honour, yeah. Brilliant. The kind of theme of our podcast today is about farmers taking control of the the elements of their business that they can control unlike the weather or brexit so what is it about your business that you think you've done differently and really taken control of that enabled you to win this i think it's just the attention to detail and just being really hands-on um i do a lot of precision type farming so everything's measured to the last kilogram or liter um yeah so that's that's uh, how i think i've been uh, shortlisted for it yeah some people say that AgriScot is a livestock event and not focused on the arable sector. What would you say to those people? Yes, that's very true, but there's also a great amount of uh, businesses here that an arable farmer can meet with. There's grain merchants, there's fertiliser companies, there's all the whole uh, professional side of it here, the land agents and these sort of guys are all there too. And as well as the crossover, there's lots of machinery dealers here so there's plenty for the arable guys to see as well what are you going to do this evening when you get home I'm, going out, I'm not going home i'm going out in harrogate tonight so i'm oh, away to the potato oh, right. i'm okay. at the potato event in harrogate so i'm jumping on a train in a couple oh, hours right. down so, there for potato uh, the same sort of thing in harrogate tomorrow for potatoes oh excellent so one or two drinks on the train maybe at least yeah excellent okay <laughs> thank you very much right. have a good lunch i'm really glad we managed to catch up with john there because um over the years, uh, some people have assumed that Aguiscot is purely for livestock farmers and dairy farmers, but more and more that's that's not the case. There's a huge amount here for arable farmers to come and see and do and learn, um, and I think John demonstrates that, and um, it's almost a pity we couldn't talk to him for longer because he's got loads of really interesting stuff to say about 
the way that he's using uh, modern technology and innovation to develop his arable business. So I think anybody wanting to learn more about that, um, this is the perfect place to be. I do get a huge amount of satisfaction. Um, you know, we, we get excellent satisfaction rates and, and responses in our surveys from both visitors, sponsors and exhibitors, knowing that you put on an event that people appreciate and enjoy and, and get a lot from, it is hugely satisfying and uh, you can kind of see it on the day and you can feel that that buzz on the day. No, it's always a kind of nice feeling to to have another Agri-Scott in the bag. That's uh, my 19th event now I think having started in 2001 and to see it growing and continue to be successful uh, it's an event I just really really enjoy working on so I get a lot of personal satisfaction the rural projects team the Agri-Scott team that pull it together nobody could could organize it individually and, and there's a huge amount of team working that goes into putting on the event and when a team is working well pulling together uh, it's, it's a satisfying process so yeah it's a busy day for you Martin you've got huge number of people to go and see and organize so we'll, we'll leave you to it and uh, we'll go and chat to some more uh, happy customers thank you very much so this is the on farm podcast and today we're at agriscott if you listen regularly you will have already heard the episode that we uh, recorded at norvite which was all about an innovative new product called neolac and there's a young lady who's been instrumental in the development of that product she undertook her college university dissertation on on the product and has massively informed the development of it but we couldn't catch up with her um, for that podcast but she's here at Agriscot so I'm delighted to be speaking to Kerry. Um, Kerry can you tell us a bit about who you are and how you got involved with Norvite and with Neolac? I'm Kerry Cartwright and I was lucky enough to be a finalist here at Agriscot in the Business Skills Award two years ago and our product that we had to evaluate as part of our final was Neolac. So we did that and then I was looking for a dissertation idea and heard about the Norvite Scholarship which is offered every year to a student from studying at SRUC. So I didn't actually win the scholarship but I was lucky enough that Norvite decided that I had a good enough idea that they would support me during my dissertation and I went on and did my dissertation covering Neolac at a farm in Aberdeenshire. So you've been absolutely a key cog in the wheel that has developed Neolac to where it is now and um, what do you find so interesting and, uh, and innovative about the product? Well the fact that it's produced in Aberdeenshire so it's a local product, a local protein source. If you look at all our other protein sources used on most farms in Scotland, they're not local, they're imported, and it's not sustainable to me. And I've got a more, more environmental view on a lot of things than a lot of traditional farmers do. So for me, it's a product that really promotes sustainability and something that I think is going to be very important in the future. So if you haven't heard the Norvite episode, I think Kerry's given you a perfect taste uh, of what it's like and I highly recommend that you go to the On Farm website and uh, download it and have a listen really really worthwhile thank you so much Kerry I know that you're supposed to be on stand working very hard so we'll send you back there now and they might not notice you're gone perfect thank you <laughs> that's about it for this episode of On Farm we're tired and we've had a long day but it's been a good one everybody today has spoken about the need to collaborate innovate and drive profitability so that's been a really key theme Events like this are also such social occasions for many and that's certainly something not to be underestimated. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact us, you can tweet on underscore farm UK. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you always get our podcasts in your feed by subscribing. All you need to do is search for on farm.